Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Welcome back, faithful, to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and I am excited. Uh, this, this, is, this is a blast. You come off a loss uh, to a team you should have beat in the Atlanta Falcons and very frustrated, and you go through film even though you don't want to go through film. You go through stats even though you don't want to go through stats. And you get this weird feeling. And whether you know, you're know you a player, you're a coach, you're a fan, you're a podcaster, you're whatever, it sucks after your team loses. It really, really does. It, you, you have a bad taste in your mouth. You're cranky. You're pissed off. You go to work. People make comments. And it's just like, shut up, damn it. We're 11-3. and three. We should be happy. And you're convincing yourself and them at the same time. But the NFL, it's special for so many reasons. And one of the main things that's so special about it is there's next week. And as you build um, through this gauntlet of a season, for lack of a better term, there's so many ups and downs. There's no team that's undefeated. (laughs) There's not one. Uh, The Ravens got the best record, and that's because of a field goal at the last second of the game against us. That's all that differentiates us between the best record in the NFL. And you do all of this. And you go through all of those ups and downs just so that you can have the opportunity to continue playing. And the 49ers have secured that. Okay, They're in the playoffs. First time in several years. They're in the playoffs. And this is huge. This is great. A lot to look forward to. Now what we're playing for this weekend, next week, we're playing for our division championship. This is, you know, it's not necessarily March Madness or anything like that, but guess what? We're playing out on the field who is going to win the NFC West and be the number one seed. Uh, all likelihood, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers or the Seattle Seahawks. We have the best division in football, and it's not close. And you don't have to look much further than this week to recognize that because uh, the Los Angeles Rams, the 49ers opponent this week, they're 8-6. and six. And if they were in the AFC, they'd be a wild card team already. If they were in um, the NFC East, they'd be leading their division. <laughs> so uh, you put them in the NFC West, the toughest division in all of football. They're in third place and struggling. They have to win out just to get into the playoffs. And it's probably not going to happen. Uh, don't think that it is. But hey, that's why we play the game. And with a win this week, the 49ers set up the opportunity to go forward and to claim their spot. You want to be the number one seed. You want everything to travel through your team. You have that opportunity. You just got to beat two teams. If you're the best, 
You go out and you beat the best. Now, the Rams aren't the best, but they're pretty damn good. And the Seattle Seahawks, I, I think that's going to be the best matchup. And you're going on the road. You're going on the road week 17 in Seattle so that you don't have to go on the road for the divisional round, so that you don't have to go on the road for the wild card round, so that if you do make it to the NFC Championship, you are hosting the game. A lot of opportunities that are here, and we're going to be breaking down lots of things, guys. Um, We're going to be covering, one, uh, just the matchup with the Rams. We're going to be covering playoff scenarios, injuries for both teams, bets of the week at the end of the episode, which I'm really excited about. we got some big ones. Uh, Pretty pumped about that with my bookie. Uh, So lots of stuff going on, and there's a lot of stuff as well going on behind the scenes with the 49ers Rush podcast. We have assembled a team that is, uh, I don't know if you're watching this, uh, if you're just listening, that's fine, but if you are watching this, you're seeing my big goofy ass smile, (laughs) I'm pretty excited. Uh, We have a lot of people that have joined the 49ers Rush team to make us, uh, with the sole goal, this is our goal. We want to be the go-to coverage for 49ers wherever you are, whether that's social media, whether that's through you know written articles, NinersRush.com. We've assembled about eight different writers that are uh, putting some great stuff together. Um, you know, We've got a Facebook page, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's over there. Camilla's helping us out with that. We've got an Instagram, 49ers Rush. We're on Twitch. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. You can follow me at JL underscore Chapman. YouTube. I mean, we're everywhere. And we're not stopping. Uh, we are expanding. And thanks to all of the volume that we continue to receive, sponsors are reaching out. Uh, more money's coming into the system. And we're funneling all that back out uh, through whatever we can to try to make this the best uh, podcast for the 49ers out there. That's our goal. So I just want to say thank you. And one of the ways you can help us is just by hitting that like button. Wherever it is you are listening, uh, if you are listening through you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, please rate and review the show. That helps us out tremendously as well. Now, real quick, let's go through just a couple playoff scenarios that we have for the 49ers. Because right now, uh, there's two things that are for sure. The 49ers are in the playoffs, and they cannot be the number four or the number six seed. So no matter what happens, uh, the 49ers can be one, two, three, or five. <laughs> Currently, we are the fifth spot in the uh, in the playoffs out of the six seeds for the NFC. Because if it does end right now, the 49ers would be traveling to Dallas in the wild card round. And as the five seed, then they would have to travel to the divisional round. And as the five seed, unless the six seed won out, uh, you would have to travel to in the NFC Championship game as well. So uh, what you're playing for is you don't want three road games in the playoffs. And if you throw that you know, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks game week 17 in there, that's really four straight games. Four straight road games to get into the Super Bowl, which is tough. Not saying 49ers can't do it, but you don't want to make your road harder. So here's the deal. Win out. This is the simplest one that there is, playoff scenario. The 49ers win their next two games. They beat the Rams. Then they travel to Seattle, and they beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. You're the number one seed, period. That's all there is to it. Now, here's where it gets complicated because you can – lose to the Rams this week, beat Seattle, and still be the one seed. However, you're going to need some help from the Seattle Seahawks losing this week as well. Uh, The good news is the 49ers play on Saturday. And uh, the primetime game, everybody's going to be watching on NFL Network. Now, if you don't have NFL Network, got a couple hacks for you to make sure that you get the game. Number one, got to join us on Hot Mic. Download the Hot Mic app. Use the invite code RUSHESF, R-U-S-H-E-S-F. It'll be me, 
<laughs> broadcasting the entire damn game and play-by-play, all that kind of stuff. We got you covered, and it's going to be a 49er-centric podcast to make sure uh, everything that you want to know, and it's got a chat feature. So if you have questions, uh, we'll get to those during commercial breaks and make sure you guys are completely informed. So that's the best way to do it. Number two, if you don't have NFL Network, uh, download the Yahoo app. You can watch it on there as well, um, and you can uh, have both apps open. And you can play the hot mic app and watch that on uh, the yahoo app and all that stuff you've got that available for you so strongly recommend you do those things so we play saturday they play sunday let's say we lose to the rams which we don't want to happen but that's okay let's just say it happens the seattle seahawks lose as well okay we come back and win now the possibility is for the first second and third seed if that happens we would be the NFC champions, NFC West champions. However, uh, while we do own the tiebreaker versus the Saints and versus Green Bay, uh, if they have a better record for us, we would fall. So, uh, again, the options for the playoff season for the 49ers currently, you could be the first seed, second seed, third seed, or fifth seed. But the most likely is the first or the fifth. So if we, you know, if we win, let's say we beat the Rams and we lose the Seahawks, we're a five seed. Period. That's all there is to it. Um, even if uh, the Seattle Seahawks lose this week, but they beat the 49ers next week, they would own the tiebreaker 2-0 uh, head-to-head matchup. They would be the NFC West Championships, and the rankings would reflect pretty much exactly where we're at now. The main difference was it would probably push Seattle out of that one seed down to um, the three seed because they lost to the Saints, and then it gets into a whole bunch of different things, which I haven't really looked in because I don't care about Seattle. Uh, (laughs) I care about the 49ers. So uh, without further ado, let's jump over. I put together some clips here of the previous meeting uh, for the Rams and the 49ers so that you guys can kind of see, instead of me explaining the scheme and some places that we need to attack, I wanted to put together some film uh, that would just show exactly where we attacked last time and what was successful. And if we go back to this matchup, uh, man, it was a fun matchup. The 49ers come on, come out on top 20-7. to um, And, man, it, the Rams really have not been the same since. They really, really haven't. Uh, after we beat them, they won two games, and then they just kind of went back and forth. They've lost to the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Cowboys since we have met them. They have beaten the Falcons and the Bengals and the Bears. So that's kind of what they got. Now... They're not really a good team. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, they represented the NFC West in the Super Bowl last year. But if you look across all of their stats and metrics across all their rankings, they are the definition of average. Um, You know, they've scored the 13th most points. 16 is the median number, right? There's 32 teams in the NFL. Um, So 16 is kind of the median number. They've scored the 13th most points. They've allowed the 15th most points. Uh, Very close. There's really nothing that is a top five or bottom five on anything that they do besides... Um, they throw the ball, the fourth most in the NFL, and they allow the fifth most, or sorry, the fifth fewest yards per passing attempt. Outside of that, everything's just average. Uh, there's nothing really special about this offense. They are very pass heavy, um, and a big difference for why this team is not near as good as it was last year, the Rams we're talking about. Their offensive line is its not good. <laughs> it's very, very bad. In fact, on Pro Football Focus, they rank every single main unit for each team. They have the second-worst pass-blocking unit, and they have the—let's see here. I want to make sure that I get this right here. 
Um, yeah, the eighth worst grade whenever it comes to run blocking. So they're not a very good pass blocking team. They're not a very good run blocking team. But what they do like to do is they just want to fill uh, and get the ball to Todd Gurley, which is interesting because guess what? They didn't have Todd Gurley when we played them in their first in our first matchup. He was out. So that's going to be one of the main difference makers between this game. We won 20-7, to and that was a handed, handled vic- victory. It, was, it wasn't close. You know, I took the whole Chapman clan out there for that, and we had a blast at the game. But it was not a close game whatsoever. The Rams fans were bailing in the third quarter because the game just wasn't that close. Now, we did have D Ford, and he had a sack and a half. He was a key player in that victory. So they're getting Gurley back. We are missing D Ford. There are some other injuries as well. Their kicker, <laughs> they're not we're not the only team with kicker injuries, guys. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg as he is called, he's questionable. Um, they have had a couple kickers in for tryouts. Not signed anybody yet though. So he did not practice recently. I don't I'm not sure if he's going to play. And now they're going to have to get that transaction in relatively soon, but as of now it does seem like Greg Zerline's going to be kicking Troy Hill, the starting cornerback opposite of um Jalen Ramsey, he is questionable with he just had thumb surgery. So his hand's going to be casted over best case scenario. He hasn't practiced. He's questionable now, but there's a great chance he's going to be out and you can make the argument Troy Hill has played much better than Jalen Ramsey uh since he's been traded. Ramsey really hasn't done much. Um he, he really hasn't. He's not the same player that we kind of thought he was. He struggled mightily, I'll say that. Um, Yeah, he's very, very talented, and you've got to be able to say, yeah, he's great, but it's nowhere near what we thought he used to be because, you know, if you look at what he's allowed, um, what she's probably going to be shadowing, um, Emmanuel Sanders, I really do think that's where he's going to be, but he he hasn't really done much. Um, He hasn't. Had a here's the deal. He's allowed a 74% catch rate since he's gone over there. Zero interceptions, three pass breakups, and he's allowed a 102.6 quarterback rating uh, when targeting him. So is that somebody you want to throw away from? Um, perhaps, especially if Troy Hill's out. Now, the 49ers have shown that no matter who they're playing against, they don't scheme away from players. In fact, you could say this is a major negative for the 49ers because they will allow one player to wreck shop against their team, whether that's on the offense or defensive side. And we saw examples of both last week versus the Falcons. Grady Jarrett destroyed the 49ers interior line. And Julio Jones destroyed everything uh, in the backside. So uh, you've got that, and this team has some special players. Definitely talking about Jalen Ramsey. But the number two rated player, according to Pro Football Focus, is Aaron Donald. He is number two only behind Greg Kittle, the best player in the NFL. I truly do believe that. And so, yeah, Aaron Donald. We were able to kind of, you know, he's going to get his. <laughs> our The interior of our offensive line is not the strength. It is solid, but it's not the strength. Kyle Shanahan does not value guard play really at all. Um, And so Aaron Donald's going to get his. But this team can be moved on relatively easily. Um, Their defense just is not that special. And whenever you look at the points they give up, they are a Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde. So, for example, they have allowed um, teams to put up a lot, a lot of points. So they've allowed the Bucks put up 55 the Ravens put up 45, and the Cowboys put up 44. 
Now, they have held three separate teams to under 10 points. The Saints, they held to nine, the Bears to seven, and the Cardinals to seven. So it's one of those things, either they're on or they're off. <laughs> and so which type of team is it that we are going to see? Uh, I think that the 49ers can kind of dictate their coverage, and I think that they can kind of dictate what they want to do uh, with the ball. So Real quick, before we jump to more, I want to just take a second, go through some of these questions. Um, let's see what we got here. Niner by nature, welcome, brother. Uh, do you think Tart is sitting out for precaution? I don't think so much precaution. Um, I know those ribs are... I've had fractured ribs before. It hurts when you breathe. It hurts when you swallow. hurts when you cough. It hurts when somebody hits your chair. It just hurts. Now, you can do everything. It just hurts. And so it's a cartilage issue. Uh, you know, he's got cracked ribs. You just got to wait. That's a time thing. Now, with the way Tart plays and the way he tackles because he runs in and he lowers his head, he is not a form-fitting <laughs> tackler at all. He is a secondary guy that likes to dive shoulder first. You got to have that thing healed. Now, the good news is Marcel Harris, if you go back and you watch that past game film, which if you want to head over to, uh, I do want to say thanks, lots of new people signing up over on the Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com and then type in 49ers Rush Podcast. You can join us there and watch all of the game film from the entire season almost. Uh, I think we started that in week six. But, um, yeah, if you want to go back and watch the defensive game tape, which is over an hour long with commentary over there, Marcel Harris played great. He played very, very well last week. And there's going to be a point where we're going to have to rely on him somewhere. You know, you're hoping Jaquaski Tart can come back and play for that Seattle game, and it does look like that's going to be the case. But you do not want to rush him back for this. Uh, it's just not worth it. This game is important. This game is not the season. Um, whether you win or lose versus the Rams does not determine if you are going to win the Super Bowl or not. Uh, you could make that argument next week for the Seattle Seahawks, but no, I think you're just you want Tart to be healthy, and because Marcel Harris is playing in a way that you can kind of rely on him, and this is going to be a Marcel Harris game. I, I really do believe so. <laughs> the Rams do not attack deep often. They like crossing routes. They like uh, going against zone, and that's what Cooper Cup does. And so you're going to be using your safeties. If we go back to the last time the 49ers played the Rams, they go 0 for 13 on third and fourth downs. And it was because we were able to man up across the board and get pressure. 49ers defense hasn't gotten pressure in a while. Uh, hopefully that stops <laughs> and we could start to get pressure with Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and with Nick Bosa. And they're going against one of the most uh, subjective offensive lines, as I said. But, man, if you look at it on paper, the 49ers defense should be getting sacks every game. Uh, we got two last week, which is okay, but yeah, we're missing some stuff. Maybe the Rams are exactly what we need, but we have played down or up to whoever we played. Three straight games for the 49ers, it's come down to the last possession. Three straight games. I don't think there's any other team in the NFL that could say that. Um, and it's against good and bad teams. So um, I expect it to be close, but the 49ers are definitely the better team. Even with all the injuries, I still think that they have more depth. And, you know, D Ford's out, Chikoski Tart's out, Julian Taylor's out. There are some major injuries that you got to deal with. But uh, that's kind of where we're at. What's up, Raul? How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Um, who on the 49ers will stand out on Saturday? I think that we constantly we get our studs on both sides. And we're getting some key players back. You know, Kwan Williams, 
Richard Sherman. Uh, those two are huge. You know, you're getting two starters back in the secondary. Really, really excited about those two. And if you look at what the Rams want to do, they love targeting players out of the slot. So you've got to say Kwan Williams. He's got to be an instrumental piece on this defense because Cooper Cup is the guy that they want to go to more than anybody. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. You know, I, I got some flack on here from some Rams fans last time because I said, you know, Brandon Cooks is basically a deep route, go route runner. Um, he can run the full tree, but he is not a possession receiver. He is kind of a home run hitter. And he, a lot of people got upset about that. But if you look at at what he's done and yeah the concussions and the injuries have kind of made that an issue he's almost an afterthought you look at the game they played two weeks ago the Rams he was on the sidelines he got out snapped by Josh Reynolds and he was healthy so it's kind of turned into the Cooper Cup and Robert Woods show and Josh Reynolds and Brandon Cooks are rotating it's very I mean he's taking a huge fall back so I really want to see Kwan Williams on the defensive side, and I think on the offensive side, obviously Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think Kyle Juszczyk is going to have one of those games where we really need him to get some key blocks and some third down conversions. You know, he doesn't get the ball a lot, whether through the running or passing game, but this game just has Kyle Juszczyk written all over it. I really do feel it's going to be a good. The last time we played him, Roz Dwelly played a very important role. Well, now you got Juice back there. So, uh, really excited about this. Johnny, here we can obtain every seed but the fourth. Why is that? Uh, the fourth and the sixth seed. So, even if we lose out um, and everybody else wins out, I think we win the tiebreakers uh, over the Minnesota Vikings. So, we can't be the sixth seed and we can't be the fourth seed because, uh, you know, the NFC West champion has seven losses no matter what. We can only get to five. So, again, uh, for the playoff seeding, the 49ers have the possibility. Now, the two most likely is first or fifth, um, but second and third is important as well. Those are possibilities. Obviously, you want that first or second seed. Those are the most important. After that, it doesn't really matter. Um, the third seed's great because you get a host a game, and if we were the third seed, we would be playing the wild card team, probably the Minnesota Vikings. We would be hosting the Vikings, uh, which would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. If Mike Person can't go, um, who would be going in for him? That's a great question. First off, Mike Person is supposed to be active. Uh, no issue there. But if he couldn't go, I really think it would be Daniel Brunskill. I think Brunskill is backing up all four interior, all four um, offensive line positions except for the center. And I think Mike Person is the backup center. Uh, I just think that's kind of where we're at in this stage. I think if it was any tackle position, I see Brunskill. Any guard position, I see Brunskill. Because if you go back to his AAF days, Brunskill is a guard. He's played guard his entire career. And he got put in at tackle just because of an emergency. And he did very, very well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I saw on the team's app, Niner Seattle tickets are like four grand. <laughs> Why the hell is the regular season game that damn expensive? Because it's going to be... Uh, the game of the year. It's going to have more online um, on the line than any other regular season game this year. This is that's going to be the most important game. Very very excited for that Seattle 49ers game. It is going to live up to the hype. And if you look at Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks have played everybody close all year, whether they suck or they're great. And then if you look at the 49ers. Goodness, uh, three straight games coming down to the last second. It's going to be one for the making. And again. Strong chance, guys. We are going to play the Seattle Seahawks three times this year. Very strong chance. All right. 
Uh, real quick, Niner by Nature, if we went out and get the one seed, who do you think we play in the divisional round, uh, NFC Championship game and Super Bowl? So again, uh, important thing that a lot of people don't understand, the NFL playoffs reseeds. So if we are the one seed, you play the lowest seed no matter what. Um, so if any wild card team wins, that's who you would play. Um, so you're looking at uh, the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, or the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the only three teams, if we were the one seed, who we would be playing. And again, just like I said, probably going to be the Seattle Seahawks. That's probably who it's going to be. So you would be playing the Seahawks week 17. You get a bye week, and then you play the Seahawks again. So if Seattle is the one seed or we are the one seed, I guarantee you um, we're going to be playing again. I I really do believe that's going to be the case. Now, you get to the NFC Championship. That's where things get cloudy. Um, I believe the Saints are the best team. And so, you know, personally, I think it'd be the Saints in that NFC Championship role and then the Super Bowl. I'm picking the Chiefs if I had to bet right now. Uh, I I just like the way that they're built. And I believe Patrick Mahomes was pissed off coming up short last year. I know everybody wants to bet on the Ravens, and I don't think that's a bad bet. Um, They are probably the healthiest team in the NFL, them and the Packers. But, uh, yeah, I really do think, (laughs) yeah, it's what it is. But, yeah, those tickets are pricey, and it's going to be interesting. Here's a great question. What is the best way to attack Seahawk troll fans? I think it's just uh, to be honest and to be the faithful. We are the faithful because we have been here through everything. You, you, it's rough to find a Seattle Seahawks fan that was a fan uh, eight years ago. I, I don't think they existed. And so, and that's okay. Let them do their thing. And whenever they want to troll, they want to troll because they don't have podcasts like this. They want to troll because they don't have websites that they can go and have discussions on. They don't have Facebook groups that they can actually have conversations on. They are the definition of Bush League or JV. Uh, they're just shallow. And it's it's because they don't have the history. Now, maybe, <laughs> maybe they could get to that point, but uh, we'll see. And uh, you just point it to the scoreboard, man. They've got one Super Bowl win. How many do we got? There you go. Um, here we go. Is Sherman the only starter playing this Saturday from the ones where no K1 Williams is back as well, Orlando? So that is huge. Uh, technically, can Moore and DJ Jones return from the postseason from IR? Yes, they can, but you can only have one. Uh, we've already activated Contavious Street, so you can only activate two players throughout a season. So there's one other spot that could be activated again, Jason Ferret and Quan Alexander, who's made a lot of news lately. Those seem to be the two options. But my guess is Quan or nobody. Uh, I really don't think uh, we'll have to see there. But with DJ Jones, it's going to be he might be activated for the Super Bowl only. Um, I think that's about the best that he could do. And even then, I don't think the timetable works for him more. I don't think it's going to work for him either with his injury. So I think it's going to be Quan or nobody. Uh, really, really do. Uh, a couple more questions before we jump into some predictions and some other stuff there. Uh, who do you think will get pressure on Jared Goff the most? Man, we look back at the game last week. DeForest Buckner was in the backfield like crazy. Uh, so was Eric Armstead. So was Bosa. They're just not closing out. And the main reason why they're not closing out is because the quarterbacks are just getting rid of the damn ball so quick. 
So I really think DeForest Buckner's going to have a game. We had a lot of success last time we played against them on the edges. And, you know, I think Nick Bosa, now that we're moving him around, uh, he's not going against, you know, their stud left tackle, uh, Whitworth, every single play like he did the first meeting. The first meeting, Bosa was exclusively on the defensive right side. So now you're going to be moving Bosa around to where, to the exact spot that D Ford was having a lot of success. And that's against their right tackle not their left tackle. So really, really excited for that. And, you know, DeForest Buckner, he's struggled this year. And whenever I say that, I I hold DeForest Buckner before this season as a top three interior defensive lineman. Top three, not a three tech, top three interior. He has not played to that. Now, is he a top 10 interior defensive lineman? Yes, I, yes he is. But if you want to get on that stage, and I know it's important to him, and yeah, he didn't get the Pro Bowl again. He hasn't made the Pro Bowl yet in his career. You've got to show up on a big stage, and he's consistently good, but he's got to get to that great ca- uh, category, and it's a huge contract issue coming up with everybody. Before this season, everybody would have thought for sure we've got to extend DeForest Buckner and Kittle. Well, Kittle's lived up. Kittle's exceeded uh, that, and he's going to be signed to the largest contract ever for a tight end, and it's not going to be close. DeForest Buckner, I don't know. Do I want to keep DeForest? Hell yes, I do. Do we extend him? I hope so. But he's still got that fifth year. So you're kind of pushing the pause button on DeForest Buckner because you don't have to pay him. Yeah, we're going to pick up the fifth-year option, and he's going to be paid a lot of money for that next year. But I don't think that he's played the way where you have to lock him up long-term. Maybe you can get a little bit of a discount. But I think instead the priority has moved to Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead has made himself... Uh, complete way more valuable than DeForest Buckner has. Um, it, and I'm not trying to say it's one or the other, but there's only so much money. And we'll spend a lot of time in the offseason, but DeForest Buckner's got to show something on one of these big games. We've got a lot of big games left, but it's time. It's Saturday night. You're going to have prime time. Everybody's watching. Go make a damn play. Go make several plays. And let's see the freaking Defoe shovel. I, I miss that. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, oh, I love draft questions, even though I want to focus on the Rams, but oh, I get excited. Uh, if we trade down in the first round, what picks do you think that we can get and who can we get? So first off, let's just focus on this. You know, the 49ers don't have a pick in the second, third, or fourth round. So it's first, then several fifths, and sixth. So if you do bounce down, and again, it depends on where you are. You're assuming you're going to be picking somewhere 28 to 32. Uh, 32 if we win the Super Bowl, but that's the goal. Um, it, that would be key. So you could swap out, and again, it de- there's so many variables, but you could swap out of the back end of the first round for a second and a third, um, and a good second and third too. So you're talking about you know a top 40 pick, and you're going to also get a top 60 pick. Now, you've got to focus on positions in the draft. Everything's going to change. We don't know which underclassmen are coming out yet. Uh, so there's a whole bunch there. But you've got to be looking at a few positions. Safety, <laughs> that's key. Wide receiver still, even though we kept spending a lot. And then offensive line depth. Yeah, we have good offensive line. And if you believe Brune skill or um, Justin Schooler, your tackles for the future, you might be just fine. Uh, If you believe Ben Garland's a center for the future, you might be just fine. But you could definitely use an interior lineman as well 
And then who are you going to sign? You're going to get Quan Alexander back at the linebacker position. Corner seems to be just fine. Defensive line, somebody's going to probably have to walk. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. So, uh, But I think safety, wide receiver, or offensive line are kind of your safe bets. And pay attention a little bit more to positions right now for the draft process, which we're uh, about to drop our very first mock draft, baby, over on Niners Rush. Uh, my editor, Julio, has been working on it today, and it's a great article. Let me just check real quick and see if it's up because uh, it's not up yet. It's going to be up later on tonight, so uh, make sure you check out on NinersRush.com. We're going to have a mock draft up in no time. So um, let's see here. Let's jump over real quick. Just Now let's talk through uh, what I expect to happen. And before we do that, I got to do our bets of the week with my bookie. So if we head over to mybookie.com or .ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, use promo code 49ers, and what they're going to do, they are going to set up and double your initial deposit. So if you deposit $100, you get an extra $100 bet with, all the way up to 1000 These guys are the best. They've been with us. And again, big reason why we have four episodes a week is because they wanted us to put out more content because the traffic has been huge. So I do want to say thank you to them. So head over there and bet. Now, I've got a couple bets for you guys. The spread seven points. We are minus seven at home, and I don't like that too much because the 49ers are playing everybody close, whether they're good or bad. So I want to stay away from the spread bet. Um, here's what I want. I want the over. The over is at 44.5 points. That means if you add all the points the 49ers score, all the points that the Rams score, it's going to pass 44 points. And I think it's going to happen. I really, really do. Uh, the 49ers defense has not been lights out lately, and neither has the Rams defense. And I think that both of these teams are going to come out aggressive play calling. If you go back to the previous game, it was very slow paced, lots of rushing, and not a lot of first downs. I don't see that happening again. I think both teams are going to have a little bit of success moving the ball, um, whether that's through injuries or whatever. They've got Todd Gurley. We've lost D. Ford. I, I, I really do think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I do. So I'm taking the over. I think there's going to be some points. Now, here's two additional bets that I'm putting down. One of them is not risky. One of them is super risky. So <laughs> if you want your heart pumping during the 49ers game just a little bit more, these are the bets for you. Here's my safe bet. I am taking the over. If you click on the 49ers game on mybookie.com and you click on props right next to the 49ers versus Rams, scroll down. You can bet the over on two and a half touchdowns scored by the 49ers. So basically the concept is this. You are looking for three touchdowns by the 49ers. If they score three or more, you get paid. If they only score two or less, you don't get paid. So I am taking the over on that because, again, I really think that this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game, and I think the 49ers offense is going to come out to put something uh, to prove. We have played very, very well in prime time in the past. Um, so the over on two-and-a-half touchdowns, that's bet 10 to win 16, relatively safe bet. And then I put a, together a crazy parlay, which is available to you guys now on my bookie so here's how you find this bad boy okay i've already set it up for you head over to mybookie.ag you click on props builder in the left side of the toolbar click on nfl click on the 49ers game scroll all the way down to the bottom to parlay here we go these things have to happen four things i'm betting on four things all right, now this is a big bet and much more of a gamble. So if you don't want it, um, whatever. Here we go. 
Jimmy Garoppolo to have over 250 passing yards. I think we're going to air it out. Kittle to have over 75 receiving yards. Kittle's had, in his last two games versus the Rams, 17 catches for 252 yards. He broke the record for all-time receiving yards against the Rams last year in Week 17. Um, So uh, that's key. Also, Kittle to score a touchdown and San Francisco to win. So I'm betting on all four of those things. Jimmy, 250 or more pass yards. Kittle, 75 or more receiving yards. Kittle touchdown, 49ers to win. That's a plus 333 bet. So what that means is if you bet 10 and all those things happen, you get paid $43. So it's a crazy parlay, and don't do it unless you're wanting to like have some fun with us. Uh, you know, if you if you're one of those people that never bet first off with money you don't have for this is entertainment, guys. This is not get rich quick. Please don't be one of those people. Uh, this is just an extra way to make the game a little bit more fun. And we've made a lot of money uh, throughout this year, which has been a blast. But again, don't do this unless you just want to have a good time and uh, it gives us something to talk about. So those are our bets of the week. So let's. Get get to this now i'm excited all right predictions and keys to the game here we go i want an aggressive jimmy garoppolo i am sick and tired of that check down offensive crap that is not why you go get kyle shanahan the thought process of the faithful has been this man we are great if only we can stop jimmy garoppolo from turning the ball over well guess what The last two games that Jimmy Garoppolo did not turn the ball over or throw an interception, we lost. We lost. We're 0-2. The last two games, Jimmy didn't throw an interception. We lost both of them. And if you go back to this Falcons game, we didn't have one pass attempt that was over 20 yards in the air. Everything was checked down. Everything was medium passing game to behind the line scrimmage, and that's BS. That's not what Kyle Shanahan wanted. That's not what it just he was uncomfortable in the pocket from the start. So what you got to do, you got to turn Jimmy loose. Go. And if that means we're going to have uh, an interception or something like that, I don't care. Um, that, that's our defense isn't playing to the level where we were the first eight weeks of the season. Again, no team passed 20 points on us the first eight weeks of the season, and only two haven't done so in the the last, what's that, seven games. So it, the defense isn't lights out anymore because teams have found the way to move the ball on us, and that's just quick passing. So they're taking away our pass rush just by getting rid of the ball quick. So what we have to do to counterbalance that, we got to attack. And Jimmy Garoppolo has proven over and over again that he can move the ball and put up points. We are the highest scoring team in the NFC. And I think we need to act like that. I really, really do. So um, I am saying we need to get the ball out and we need to go deep. I want at least three. I wanted to say four, but Kyle Shanahan doesn't do it that often. But I want at least three 20-plus yard passes in the air. I want to go deep. I, I want to try to hit some deep passes. I really do. Um, Kittle's going to continue to be amazing, as I said. 17 catches for 252 yards his last two games versus the Rams. I think he picks up right where he left off. I mean, he's coming off of a 13 catch 130 yard game and they don't have the linebackers to cover them now they do have some safeties but I think you can manipulate the coverage as I said earlier and get Kittle um, on some max protection one-on-one with safeties and I'll take Kittle any day on those Um, now another key thing the wide receiver position has either been great or awful 
Debo Samuel leads the entire NFL in drop passes. Now he's a rookie, and you know I went back this week and listened to um, an awesome Sports Wars uh, podcast. They did a five-part series. It's a little old, but I recommend going and listening to it. Uh, Jerry versus Dion. Uh, it's a five-part series, and I had a bunch of papers to grade. It was a SA finals week, so I was listening to podcasts and grading essays. Don't tell my students, but uh, that happened. Anyway, it, it brought back a lot of memories because Jerry Rice, he struggled my his rookie year with drops um you know joe montana was getting exhausted and tired of throwing it to him and then guess what he had a huge breakout game jerry sanders goes for over 140 yards as a rookie against who the los angeles rams it took that prime time game I think it was a Monday night. It was a Monday night game, prime time against the Rams, and Jerry Rice just went nuts. I think it's Debo time, and I think it's Debo time for a lot of reasons. One, I expect Jalen Ramsey to shadow Emmanuel Sanders, who's coming off his worst game probably in the last three years of his career. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had a terrible game, but Debo has been electric. He just drops the ball too much. I think this could be a huge Debo game. I really, really do. The only thing that could take that away is if Jalen Ramsey decides they decide to shadow Debo Instead of Emmanuel. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't on the team last time. Jalen Ramsey wasn't on the team last time. Uh, The Rams and 49ers have played, but there's a lot of differences. (laughs) Gurley wasn't out there. Manuel Sanders wasn't out there. Uh, Jalen, uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey wasn't out there. They had Marcus Peters. I mean, it was totally different. So uh, it's 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 the same teams, but it's not. It's going to be different. We don't know exactly how predictable it's going to be on both sides. Um, also, this the last time the game came down to third and fourth down stops. They went 0 for 13 on third and fourth down stops. Obviously, that's not going to happen again. I think that was a historic uh, number, one of the uh, best in NFL history. So you want to keep them below that 30% kind of tier. That's key. So you cannot allow them to start getting first downs because what the Rams do on offense, once they get a, once they get a first down, they run down and they just give the ball to Gurley and kind of go into that NASCAR package where they're just going quick, 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 quick. We can't allow them to do that because we don't have the defensive line depth. We've got way too many injuries. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to be key. Our safeties are going to have to step up. Uh, Jimmy Ward had maybe the game of his career versus them earlier. um, Stopped three fourth downs on his own. Marcel Harris, this game is made for him. They don't like to go deep against safeties. They like to attack on the edge um, with Brandon Cooks. That's what they want to do, and they want to occupy in the middle. This is going to be a safety and linebacker game. So I can see Fred Warner, Marcel Harris, and Jimmy Ward. It's up to them. I really do think that they can come out on top. I expect the 49ers to win, but it's going to be closer than we want. 49ers have had a lot of close games. I got the 49ers winning 31-27. to the defense is, does not pitch a shutout like we did earlier, but I think they're going to have to throw the ball and make this a game. It's going to be entertaining. I really, really do. The last three games came down to that last second, uh, final, uh, last second to win the game. I don't think we see it this week, but it is going to come down to at least midpoint of the fourth quarter. And I think the 49ers come out on top at home. Really excited. I think this is going to be a huge confidence-building game. And I, I, 
Really excited, guys. So uh, if you haven't already, download that Hot Mic app. Use promo code uh, RUSHESF and join us. We had an awesome crowd last time. It was a lot of fun. So uh, hope to see you guys soon. Man, games time is tomorrow. And if you have any questions, comments, or any of that kind of stuff, hit me up on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And head over to NinersRush.com. We're going to be getting that uh, article up. We're going to have a mock draft posted uh, within the next two hours. Hours. Uh, I don't. I don't want to speak for Julio, but I'm going to call him. We'll figure that out. So thank you guys, and we will be back tomorrow. And again, of course, after the game, we will be live immediately after the Kyle Shanahan press conference. It's going to be a long Saturday night, but this is why we do it, baby. So thank you so much for your support. We will talk with you guys tomorrow. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.